0: number one goal at brows and company and the number one goal of any permanent makeup facility should be the client's safety and not just the client's safety but their safety my safety I have- welcome to the brows and co show your backstage pass to the world of brows beauty and business I'm your host, Keisha Taylor, and I'm thrilled to have you with us for this weekly episode. Get ready to immerse yourself in the fascinating world of beauty trends, brow secrets, and the ins and outs of the beauty industry. Whether you're a beauty enthusiast, a business owner, or just curious about what goes on behind the scenes, you're in for a treat. So without further ado, let's explore the magic that happens when beauty meets business on the Brows and Co. Show. Welcome back to The Browsing Co. Show. I'm your host, Keisha Taylor, CEO and franchisor of Browse and Company. And today I want to talk about safety and sanitation in the permanent makeup industry. And when I say in the permanent makeup industry, these tips can apply to the beauty industry in general, maybe when you're getting your lashes done or when you go get skin treatments done or other cosmetic procedures done, you want to make sure that your priority is first, and that's you, and that's your safety. And you want to make sure that studio, salon, or doctor's office is equipped to do the service with your protection in mind. So this is near and dear to my heart. As most of you guys know, I came from the healthcare industry and I worked in oncology. And when you work in oncology, you become a master of safety and sanitation because you don't want any bloodborne pathogens to enter the room. And for me, I carried the same policy over here when I started doing permanent makeup at Browsing Company. So number one goal at Browsing Company and the number one goal of any permanent makeup facility should be the client safety. And not just the client safety, but their safety my safety i have to protect myself as well so this episode is it's just going to be filled with tips and ways to determine if a facility is right for you to get your service done at but you guys know that all comes with the consultation first or making sure that you visit a facility Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. The first thing that you want to look for when you're going to a permanent makeup salon or studio is you want to make sure that it's clean, right? You don't want to get service done at a place where they have all of this just hanging out and it's kind of messy. You know, when we're doing permanent makeup, we're like the doctors, we're like the dental office. This is a cosmetic procedure. So we're prepping trays, right? Right. And all of our implements are sterile that we use. And when I say implements that are sterile, I'm talking about like tweezers and scissors. Those are the only implements that we use that we have to sterilize. Everything else is disposable. When you go to your consultation, you want to make sure that you ask the artist are they using disposable? So we use disposable needles. We use disposable blades. Everything that's used on your skin is coming straight out of the pack and it is disposable, meaning that it's one-time usage, one-time usage. You cannot use needles over and over again. That is a no-no and that's a no-no everywhere. So the reason why I am doing this episode is because in the state of Maryland, we are not regulated as permanent makeup artists. And that goes for tattoo artists as well. And so we kind of have to regulate ourselves, right? Some counties do have regulation, but most counties in Maryland do not. I think it's maybe like three counties, and that includes Baltimore City. Keep in mind that the majority of the Maryland area is not regulated. So when you go get your permanent makeup service done, they're not being regulated by the Department of Health or the Cosmetology Board. The Cosmetology Board does not regulate permanent makeup. So let me repeat that. The Cosmetology Board in the state of Maryland does not regulate permanent makeup, nor does the Department of Health. With that being said, you have to regulate yourself. We have to regulate our studio Make sure that we're providing a safe experience for you. Again, the first thing you want to look for is cleanliness. You want to make sure that it is clean. and, And when I say clean, I mean... Just just not junk all over the floor, just not things all over the place. You know, like I said, we prep trays in advance. So you'll see the same things that you would see in the doctor's office, like alcohol wipes. And you'll see like Cavicide solution for cleaning. So you'll see stuff like that around because we operate in the same type of way. Also, we use barrier film on everything. So we don't touch anything with our bare hands. Even though we do wear gloves, we don't touch anything with our bare hands. We wrap our lights. We wrap our implements. We wrap our cords. We wrap everything that we are going to touch with barrier film so that not only are we protecting your open skin, but we're protecting ourselves as well. You should be signing. Consent forms. If you are not signing consent forms, they are not responsible. You're not responsible. You definitely want to go to a place who present you with consent forms because you have to give authorization for the artist to perform the work. That you booked for. If you're getting microblading, lip blushing, nano brows, whatever the permanent makeup procedure is that you're getting, you should be signing a consent. Okay. If there is no consent form, then you should run. Okay. So you should be filling that out and you should be filling out a health care form, just like you do when you go to the doctor's office, because we need to know like if you have prior surgeries, this would determine if you can lay down for a long period of time. Also, we need to know if you have skin conditions, if you have keloid, you know, keloid scarring is a big thing when it comes to permanent makeup. And some people don't know if they keloid. Some people do know. Some people only keloid from deep cuts. Some people keloid from light skin scrapes. So these are things that we need to know. So we're not trying to invade on your history, but we need your history to determine if you're a candidate for the actual permanent makeup procedure. Another thing that you should look for or that you should be aware of is water, okay? A water source, a supply of water, a sink. And the reason why I say this is because we have to wash our hands as artists, right? The best source of getting your hands clean (laughs) is water and soap. And you have to scrub like you are in a medical facility. You are touching skin, you are working with open skin. So there should be a water source in the facility, in the studio, in the salon, because if the artist cannot wash their hands, then they're not providing safety to you. And the sanitation pretty much goes down. I know that some people have Salon studios and a lot of the studios don't come with the water supply and they run to the bathroom to wash their hands and come back. I don't want to say that that's not appropriate, but if because. You know I, we just wash our hands all day just like we you know just like healthcare workers we wash our hands all day sanitizing solution on your hands can work at times but more than often you will need a water supply and that actually comes from having a sink in your facility. And I know some people are going to ding me on that, but honestly, I've always had a sink even when I was in a small salon studio because you have to wash things. You need water to mix with certain solutions. You need to have water on hand. You never know what's going to happen. A spill can happen. You might have to do a cleanup. And you need water on hand. So I'm definitely going to say that the place needs to have a water source. So wherever you're going to get your permanent makeup done and you look around and there is no sink, just ask them, you know, how are you washing your hands? Because I don't know if I want somebody to be on my brows and have to go to the bathroom and wash their hands and come back. I don't know. You know, I don't know how I feel about that. So I'm just very skeptical about that. I'm just informing you. I'm not saying that it's wrong not to have one, but if you were regulated by the Department of Health, Just like Baltimore City, you are required to have a sink. So just keep in mind, if you are regulated, you are required to have a sink. Another thing that you should be looking out or watching for is permanent makeup is done with needles or is done with a blade. So you want to make sure that that blade or that needle is disposable, Okay, I mean, and you want to make sure that you see it when you come to Browsing Company, the artist here will show you the unopened package. It is your right. Please do not tell. The artist that you trust them. Oh, I trust you. No, you trust no one when they're going into your skin like that. You need to make sure that you see the needle coming out of the pack. Just like if you were going to the doctor's office and you were getting your blood drawn, you see them taking the needle out the pack in front of you before they actually draw your blood. So keep in mind that you have to keep the same mindset when you're going to get permanent makeup done and watching the needle come out of the pack. Another thing is the lot and expiration date. The needle or the blade that the artist is using should have a valid lot and expiration date. And they should be recording this, but You just need to make sure that the expiration date is in date. No one wants anyone using a needle on them that expired three years ago. Okay, I know I don't. You don't know, you know, it could rust or anything like that. So make sure that when the artist is showing you the packet that the needle is coming out of, make sure that the lot is there and the expiration date is in date. So that's another thing to look out for. And another thing to really look out for and this goes back to the basics, the basics of PPE. The artists should be wearing personal protection equipment. They should have on their gloves before they put their hands on your skin. No one should be touching your skin with their bare hands. That irritates me to see that we all have bacteria on our hands. And just to touch another person's skin without a pair of gloves, you are transferring that bacteria. So your artist should be wearing a pair of fresh gloves before they touch your skin. Now, before the procedure starts, meaning before they open the skin, Your skin has to be prepped, so either with alcohol or water or some kind of cleaning solution before the needle is put into your skin. Your artists have to be or need to be wearing a mask. Your artist should not be performing work without a mask on. Anything can happen. Blood spills can happen. We're using tattoo machines. Blood can come up and, and get on us. So not only are we protecting you as the client, but we're protecting ourselves as well. What if, you know, someone has a bacteria infection or a cough? You want to make sure that they have on their mask. They have to protect themselves and they have to protect you in the process. So those are my tips that you should be looking out for. You want to make sure that it's a clean environment. You want to make sure that it's a water source available. You want to make sure that the needle is coming from an unopened disposable packet, unopened and disposable packet. And you definitely want to check for the expiration date to make sure that the needle is in date. If they are a great artist, they will show you this without hesitation and make sure that you are signing your consent forms and your medical history forms because that helps us determine if the procedure can be done on you. So you don't want to have some kind of issue, get the procedure done. And then you had an issue with keloid in the past and now you're keloiding because you never told the artist that you keloided. So those are some things that you need to look out for. And so I'm going to circle back to making sure that you go in for a consultation before you actually book the appointment. Your safety should be number one priority, and you should be concerned about your health, just like any other cosmetic procedure. I hope that this was helpful. I had to do this episode because I see so many people online just kind of doing whatever and so I just wanted to make sure that I inform you so that when you go get this procedure done that you have your safety in mind. That's it for today's episode. I'm Keisha Taylor, CEO and franchisor of Browsing Company and your host of the Browsing that concludes another enlightening episode of the Browsing Co. Show. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, you can catch up on previous episodes and stay connected with me on all social media platforms at Keisha Taylor for the latest updates. If you found this episode inspiring or informative, please consider sharing it with your friends, colleagues, or anyone passionate about beauty and business. Your support means the world to me. I'll be back next week with fresh insights, exciting stories, and more gems from the beauty industry. So until then, keep shining, stay curious, and never stop pursuing your dreams in the world of beauty and business. Thank you for tuning in to the Browsing Co. Show. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast network, and I'll see you on the next episode.